Welcome to Walking Backwards. I'm Brad Gourmet. My guest this week is Timber Hoy. She's a Steadicam operator who I did not know previous to this interview, um, but we got along really well and had a really nice chat and became fast friends. Hopefully you'll enjoy it. I, as I mentioned last week, I have a Patreon page now and I already have some supporters and that is really cool. Thank you very much to those folks. If you'd like to go to the Patreon page, it's Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com backslash walking backwards. Uh, check it out. Support the show if you if you like. Um, if not, it's just another place where you can listen to it. Um, yeah, that's it. So enjoy. And if you'd like to contact me, you can do so at walkingbackwardspodcasts at gmail.com. Hello, Timberhoy. How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. Doing good. Good. Um, I'm glad you. Uh, I'm glad you came. I appreciate it. Yeah, it was. It was funny. I got your phone call like right after I had hung up a phone call with somebody else about a job. So I like hung up and set my phone down, and then suddenly there was a second phone call, and I was like, "They told me to text them with my info. It hasn't been long enough for them to be panicking because I didn't just send it to them. Like, what is this?" And so I like picked it up, and I was like, "What?" Right. That's funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, a lot of people just don't even pick up random numbers, but you probably assume it was somebody as a freelancer, right? like unless it's from my like Georgia area code, I a hundred percent like answer the phone unless it shows up. I have like an app that shows up when like scammy calls yeah, yeah and it's yeah. like flashes the name red of like, this is possible spam. I'm like, cool. I'll, I'll skip that one. Yeah, yeah. But otherwise, yeah, I feel like I have to Do you have an Android everything. or an Apple? Yeah, Android. Yeah. Well, I don't even, you don't even have to have an app. I don't think. Yeah. It says suspected spam. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, It's a new thing that they've been doing. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. And then you can just block them. Yep. But it's always just some screwed up phone number anyway that they'll just spoof another one. Yeah. But um, enough about phone talk. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, it's about so, Steadicam, right? Steadicam, that's what we're doing here? Yeah. You know, it's a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Thanks for bringing cider, by the way. Yeah, no problem. I like this. It's actually, I'm having a second one, which is crazy. Yeah, it's, I mean, they're, they're small cans. It's true, they are. Yeah, they're only like 11-something ounces. <laughs> Instead of 12. <laughs> they are, I just noticed, it's 11.2 ounces. It's because <laughs> it's, uh, it, it, it's, it's Swedish. It's right, a product they, of Sweden. They do a millimeter, milliliter thing. Yeah. Um, that's so funny. It is good, though. Not much of a cider person, but it's good. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> oh, look, it says imported right here. Yep. <laughs> it cracks me up because the bag says that it's a product of Sweden, but it's produced for sales in the USA only. Well, they probably have different stuff in this than they, that's legal there or vice versa. Yeah. That's probably it. That's funny. Um, so we were talking before. You're from Georgia. Yeah. 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 But never worked in Atlanta. Never Not worked yet. in Atlanta. Nope. No, don't ever get calls to go there. Don't ever spend. I mean, I guess I worked like a couple of like the American Le Mans series races in Atlanta. So I guess technically I've done that, but that was live stuff. I haven't done anything else. Yeah, that's a whole different. How was that? Was that fun? Yeah, it was super fun. It was I was doing uh handheld in the pits and stuff with the um like with the European affiliate. So I was with like the regular crew, but the producer that was with me was from like the the worldwide feed basically oh, okay. and so i would do like driver interviews for them from like their perspective and then there would be some races where they would uh have me bring my study cam to and i would do like the bumpers for like going in and out of commercials and that kind of right. stuff. right oh cool yeah that's it was really neat how long are those races 
Uh, it depends on the race. Some of them, uh, like the longest one, was like a 12 hour. So they would do like, but like the shortest ones were like four hours or so. So right. multiple drivers changing. Um, you didn't do the, the 24 hours of Le Mans? Not. So that one's in France. No, there's one at Daytona, no? Mm, I mean, they might, like the American Le Mans might series, be a no. One. Yeah, it might be a separate oh, one. Oh, American Le Mans yeah, series. Yeah, yeah, I gotcha. Yeah. So it might be a different series, technically. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And like, I <clears> technically, I worked on the last. Uh, like season of like the of the American Le Mans series, it does. It's kind of defunct now. It's a different. It's like a whole. It folded into something else or yeah. something. Yep. Oh right, yeah. Um, those cars are really cool though. Yeah, they are. It's super interesting seeing like four totally different like styles and mm-hmm. like speed of cars all racing at the same time because like you just get like constant overtakes and stuff. It's just like I have friends who are NASCAR fans. I don't understand it. I understand like Formula One, and I really understand Le Mans because it's, it's there's so much action happening. And it's so interesting. You know, it's funny you say that because I watch Formula One, and I grew up watching NASCAR a bunch. Yeah, um, which I don't really watch anymore. But the thing about Formula One is there's so few passes. Yeah, it's mostly just like. It, yeah, with Formula like, One, it's... Passes like, mostly happen in pits. Right. Like when somebody pits and they pass them or, or whatever. And and in NASCAR, almost all the time, there's like 20 lead changes, you know, and they're yeah. constantly moving all around. And so I get that, too, because there's like a certain rhythm to NASCAR that's kind of interesting, Yeah, my opinion. Um, and uh, uh, Formula One, it's all so much more fragile and... Um, anyway, anyway, yeah. But I, I still like it. It's, it's, it's kind of the more grown-up racing, I think. Than yeah. You. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Never got into Le Mans though. It's, it's super interesting. Just the fact that like they'll do, they will race for ten hours. Right. Like, yeah, they're swapping drivers and stuff. But like that is also like its own skill set of being able to like do a quick driver swap and mm-hmm. being able to like just race for the period of time that they do race and then go and like sleep for a little bit and then hop back in the car like that's that's you know that's a thing super weird yeah yeah um that's really interesting i saw something was it a documentary i can't remember what it was about a guy who was a um really good at um shoot what's the playstation racing game gran turismo okay so he got really good at it and they had some competition and whoever won it got a got like a development racing deal, like for real. Ooh! And this it was a whole thing about this kid, and they did a long yeah. race. But it's it, those were like GT cars. They would race on the track with the bigger ones, but they right. were like the you know that was him moving his way up kind of thing. Nice. I don't know whatever happened, but I found it pretty interesting. Yeah, that would. You be mentioned super you play video games. Yeah. And so do I a little bit, and and um, there is a hand eye. There's skill to it. For sure, yeah. And I think some of it translates into the real world. Yeah. Not yeah, yeah. not physically like, you know, you don't get stronger. Yeah, but. it's you definitely like like the stamina, the being able to like withhold uh to be able to like withstand the the G forces. Like, yeah, you definitely right. don't get that in a video game, a video right. game, but like you learn the courses. You learn like how to take a line right. around yeah, corners yeah, sure. and like yeah, that yeah. kind of stuff, which like all would eventually matter. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, he was supposedly good. I I don't know whatever ended up happening, but um, but so you when did you when did you come out here? You went to film school, right? Uh, I went to a school with a film program. Got it. Okay, um, which school? I went to a tiny school in Kentucky called Asbury. 
Asbury. What yeah. part of Kentucky? Uh, near Lexington. Okay. All right. <clears throat> um, closer to Cincinnati or the other direction? Or uh, eh, like okay, yeah, yeah, south or north or something or somewhere away. Westish, yeah. Westish. Okay, got it. Uh, not that it matters. Um, that's cool. How'd you end up there? Um, I ended up there because I played soccer super, super competitively growing up. And I knew I wanted to go to a small school. Mm -hmm. And the easiest way to narrow down schools was to look for Christian schools that were small and had a good soccer team. And so that's what I did because I didn't want to like wade through millions of schools. So I, uh, I did a visit at Asbury and I did a visit at Azusa Pacific out here, actually. Uh Um, And my visit at Asbury was a lot better and they offered me soccer scholarship money. And so I picked Asbury. Oh, cool. Yeah. Oh, that's... That's really neat. Yeah. So did you play all four years? Nope. I, How many? I played I played my first year and then once I started taking film classes where like you're doing a group project, you have to get twenty of you together. And I was had soccer practice five days a week, mm-hmm. two hours a day, mm-hmm. every day, and then was gone most of the weekends playing games. I literally was going to start failing group projects because I couldn't show up mm-hmm. to group projects. And I was like, Well, Right. This 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 is incompatible with me with my major. It's the wrong major to be an athlete. Yeah. Right. And and like there were people who did it, but most of them who did it weren't like film production majors. They were like multimedia or like websites or like interactive mm-hmm. design, like that side of things where it's right. more solo projects. Because yeah, if I had had solo projects to do, it wouldn't have been a big deal. But the fact that I was like, because I did my first study cam workshop while I was in school. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like I immediately like zoned in on that. I was like, cool. I had no idea what I wanted to do before. And I've put on a study cam now and like, that's what I want to do. Right. And so like having that moment of being like, okay, cool. This is it. And I was like, well, shit, what I want to do is be on set with people. Right. If I'm going to be on set with a bunch of people, I have to be available when they're, when they are available. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the... With the way the school, like, scheduled things is basically, like, the athlete's block of time for practice was, like, when anybody who wasn't an athlete automatically had free. Right. So I would be, like, the only person in a group of 20 or, you know, 5 or 10 or whatever that couldn't do that time. And it was just like, well, what do I do now? And so I, yeah, I... I played lacrosse. Okay. In in school, my, my freshman year and then... That was it. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I, you know, like, I would have loved to keep playing soccer. I play soccer now. I, right. like, I play on two different teams right now. At one point, I was playing four days a week, <laughs> like, out here. Because I, like, because I, I didn't play in college, and then I moved out here, and I didn't play for a bit. And I just, like, missed it so much. I, yeah. yeah. At one point, I was playing soccer Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. That's so funny. It was a lot of soccer. It was yeah. good, but it was a lot of soccer. Yeah. Um, But, yeah. Mm-hmm. So... So you said you did a you did a workshop while you were in school. Yeah. How old were you? Um I think it would have been my sophomore year, so I Oh, like 19 or something, huh? Uh I was probably 18, but yeah. Wow, okay. Yeah. And where do where, where'd you take it? Um so I did it it was actually at school, so it was with um Oh, they had one at your school? Yeah, they had one at at, at our at my school. We we had a flyer, so we had like a Tiffin like baby rig. Okay. Um and so Tiffin came and did a workshop, but it was like Jay Kilroy and uh David Spenson. Steve Frankel was at the first one that I did. Um 
probably a couple of other people. Oh, but, cool. And that was that in it was great because they brought big rigs. And right. so I like went, was like able to get in a big rig. And I, I remember at one point, cause they hadn't, while I was at school, they built like a new super fancy, awesome media building. Mm. It was not there when I took my first workshop. So I remember, cause we, so we were just like in the gym and I remember wearing the rig and um, Jay Kilroy was like, yeah, like this is our lighter setup. It was still like an Ultra 2 something with like an ENG camera on it. Uh-huh. And I remember walking into the weight room and like stepping on the scale, like in the rig completely and being like, oh shit, I weigh 180 pounds right now. <laughs> and then like going and like taking the rig off. Well, you couldn't weigh 100 on your own probably, right? Well, I walked back in. It was like, it was like 60 pounds a gear. Right. And so it was, it was like almost exactly half my body weight at the time. It's funny. And I just remember like coming back and they were, they were getting ready to design a shot to be like our end shot for like the final part of the day. Yeah. For like the very, because it was like a three day workshop. For, so for like day three, they were like designing it for the last one. Mm-hmm. And one of the uh, Ultra 2s had a bigger had like a wider lens on it so it was heavier and one of the guys was like no no no, we'll build it on the lighter rig so that timber doesn't have to like deal with the heavy one i just remember being like it's really not that big of a deal right 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 like did it not bother you too much back then? no okay so here's the other thing because well you were an athlete i was an athlete i was a goalkeeper so oh, okay. everything in my life was core. Right. So right. I remember getting through, like, at the end of day one, I remember people around me, like, talking about being sore. And I remember being absolutely baffled. And oh. day two came around. People were really talking about being sore. And I remember being absolutely baffled. That's so funny. And we got through day three. And I was like, oh, I guess my heels are a little sore. And everyone was just like, what are you talking about? Your back doesn't, like, you don't feel, I'm like, no, right. I feel fine. Like, right, right, right. Because my. Well, normally, even if you're in good shape, there are, there are certain muscles that flying the rig uses that most people don't use very often. Right. Obviously, that wasn't an issue for you. Well, <laughs> yeah, like growing up as a goalkeeper, like literally like every, because I'm, I'm throwing my body into the air and and hitting the ground like if you don't have a tight core to hold your like everything in place when you're hitting the ground you're hurting stuff you're displacing stuff you're doing stuff to your body that that you don't want to be doing and so like we hardcore worked like my core was solid right so i did the first workshop it was like no big deal the second workshop because i did it i i did it one year and the next year rolled around and they came back and i was like this is my only way to get in a big rig. I don't care that it's lots of money. I'm going to do it again. <laughs> and so I did. I did it again. Funny. And because I was like, no, like I want to be back in a big rig. That's cool. Um, huh. That's neat. Yeah. So then from there, you moved to LA? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Our, my So my last semester in school was technically a, uh, it was called a study abroad in LA. <laughs> Okay. That's that's the kind of school I went to. Um, and uh, so I I had an internship while I was in L.A. And I had an internship at Birds and Sawyer. And I got a job gotcha. out of my internship. Perfect. Yeah. So it worked out really well. It was a really easy transition to move out here. Because it was like, hey, I'm graduating with a media major. And I have a job lined up. Yeah, that's like, great. When does that ever happen? So that was super exciting. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I did that. I did that for two years, and then kind of made a freelance jump. Yeah. Um, yeah, you were telling me a little bit about that. How you know? How is it? It's been so long since I did this, 
but how do you find work these days? Because you're still, how many years have you been full-time only doing Steadicam? Um, I'm really bad with time. Since, I mean, the last, like, part-time job that I quit, mm-hmm. I guess, would have been maybe in 2016. Okay. So at least um, a couple of years. Yeah, at least a couple of years of, like, not picking up in addition to freelance work, part-time stuff. Because right. I did I did some part-time stuff where, like, I would get called for a gig, and if I was scheduled to work that day, I would just call a manager or whatever. Right, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, P.S. I'm not going to Yeah, you're there. paying the bills and yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and doing as much freelancing as I could at the time. But mm-hmm. honestly, like, at this point, most of my work is coming from referrals, mm-hmm. replacing somebody, or... Um, Recently, it's been a lot more... I've been working really hard trying to do more, like, legitimate networking stuff in terms of not just, like, weirdly meeting people, but just, like, going to things where more people are and trying to stay in people's minds more Mm. and getting to know more people and kind of growing my circle that way. That's a good idea. I should have done that a long time ago. (laughs) I feel feel like I was late to the eight ball on it, honestly. I, I never really did those things. I mean, I went to the, some of the Steadicam things. Quite, well, quite a lot of them, actually. But um, but that, you know, once you know those people, you know most of those people. Yeah. You know, and and you only get this and that from other Steadicam operators. Right. Like, if they need a day covered because they got to take their kid to whatever. Or, yeah. Or they're sick or something. But other than that, I mean, or you get referred by them, but you still got to get the job, you know. Yeah. But, um. But yeah, I should have done some of those things because I've talked about this before with other people. I just don't know many DPs anymore. And a couple of my DPs have um, retired or like one started working out of the country a lot. Gotcha. <laughs> so I'm like, oh. <laughs> yep, this is not helping me get work right now. No, you know, and, and, um, and so that's why I'm curious, like. You know, so you're you're getting work the way kind of everybody does at this point. I'm trying to. I've definitely, and I've I've kind of started noticing a trend of like if somebody will text me and be like, "Hey, like I referred you to this to a job," I'm like, "Awesome, thanks." And literally, if they referred someone in addition to me, I never get the phone call. Mm. If they only referred me, I will at least get. Like a phone call, a text, and I will at least get contact at some point. But it's more often than not for sure. Why is that? No idea. I mean, do you think you have less, maybe less experience than the other person that they referred? No, it's not that? Yeah. It, huh. No. Sometimes sometimes it's been that, but not not consistently. Huh. It's It's been weird. But it's been the level of weird where you just kind of shrug and go, huh, that's weird. Not the level of weird where you go, oh, I think it's this. Right, And can right, point right, to right. something. It's not that kind of thing, but it's, yeah. It's- well, it's probably all different. I mean, like, I've had so many referrals from friends over the years um, that I never hear anything about. Yeah. Like, just last week, my friend's like, hey, um, blah, 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 looking for somebody for a week in Hawaii on some some show. Yeah. Are you available? I give him your name. I'm like, yeah. He's like, let me know what happens. Well, I haven't let him know shit because I never heard from anybody. Right, yeah. So it's like, oh, by the way, what happened was I never heard anything. Yep. <laughs> he's a good money of mine, so whatever. But like, yeah, it's just funny how that happens so often. And I don't know. I don't know whether he gave anybody else's name or not. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. Um, 
but you know oftentimes even if he's choice one the dp the director somebody else has choice two or choice three right exactly it's like it, it which is why it's one of those like huh that's kind of weird you never know why versus, you get a call. yeah exactly because i'm like okay cool like they may they may have had someone particular in mind that they were super excited to get that you know wasn't me because they don't know me right right um yeah that is the tough thing just getting getting to know more and more people yeah and not screwing it up seems like you wouldn't i'd screw it up all the time so <laughs> i try really hard not to screw it up i'm not going to pretend to know my percentage rate of screwing it up or not screwing it up though <laughs> <laughs> i should try harder at that I really <laughs> I should put some work into it um it's called practice i try and do it every day for 30 minutes what, trying to be nice I, I, oh, I'm not worried about the steady cam. It's all the personal shit. Oh man, I, <laughs> the steady cam I'm cool with. It's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. dealing with people with like giant egos or attitudes or I don't know. <clears throat> I mean, I can deal deal with weird, like honestly odd or weird. Yeah, that's because I'm honestly odd and weird in certain ways too. But like when people are just not super fun to be around. Yeah, those are the times reason. where you're like, well, like if you if you do call me again, I'm not sure I really want to work with you again. Right. Kind right. of times. Oh yeah. Um Yeah, and well, yeah. I'm just bad at hiding my frustration or irritation or whatever it might be with with people like that and it never makes it better. You know, I do. Other not people are really good, good at yeah. are really good at kind of smiling and you know um, letting it letting it go. And I guess they can just read it. It's not that I'm like scowling at people or anything. I just think I have a thing on my face. Like, I think I just. I, I I understand. I I I have a very hard time also like hiding things and like not showing that. Oh, I think what you just decided was really stupid. I have a really hard time with like keeping that off of my face. Right. Yeah. I did many, many years ago. Um, I was doing a shot and then the actress just stopped and was like, do we need, looked right at me and goes, do we need a cut? And I go, why? She goes, your face. Like <laughs> she, She's like, it was pretty clear you weren't happy with it. I'm like, oh shit. I'm like, no, that was just me. I, di- I didn't like the way I came around the corner. So you know what I mean? It was yeah, like a yeah. minor thing, but it's just me being like, Ugh. Yeah. You know, just wishing that I'd nailed it a little better or whatever it might have been. So I'm like scowling, but I'm scowling right in front of her face. So she sees it. I had someone tell me. Like, don't look at me. Yeah. 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 I had someone tell me, like, right, like, probably while I was still in college, they were like, hey, like, you should, no one should be able to tell if you think a shot is working or not from the look on your face. And I remember being like, oh, okay. That's kind of I, impossible to... Well, yeah, it, but uh, of the whole thing of, like, if you, like, bump something, but you bump something with not the rig, and it, like, doesn't affect the shot, of, like, keeping that out of your face. So, like, say you, like, whack your elbow, but you can't see it in the frame, or say you, like, hit the arm on sure. something, but you don't see it in the frame because, like, mm-hmm. there's, you know, enough to take it out. Like, don't try not to, like, let that immediately show so sure. that you can still, like, finish the take with, yeah, with, like, without the actors, like, asking, like, hey, are we good? Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, and, you know, that's always, like, a, I think that's more, like, of a, that's a one-day, that's, like, on day one kind of stuff. Yeah. Because by the time you work with somebody for a few days, they get your, they get you a little bit, 
you get how they are. They're used to how you look when you're yeah. working and you know, by the, uh, by a week, two weeks, three weeks, nothing. You know what I mean? They're yeah. all good with everything. Yeah, exactly. You're, you guys, you're no longer surprised by each other. You know what to expect. You know that like, that they know that if you say that if you need another, if you need to cut, that you'll like say something versus them needing to like right, read it off your face right, right, or that right. kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Just the unspoken stuff yeah. that you get. It's hard. I mean, especially day playing. I don't Which know how much. Pretty much all I seem to do. Well, but it seems like you you do a lot of music videos and stuff, right? Or yeah, yeah, which is cool. But um, but that's when a crew all comes together for one day, right? And day playing on like TV shows where they've been working together for three months that can always be a tough one because you don't know anybody's name, nobody knows your name, you know, you don't know their kind of particular way of working. Every show has its own rhythm, and yeah, um, that can be a that can be a jungle. <laughs> definitely, definitely. I've definitely come in on, yeah, on like features and stuff. And I've had crews be like very welcoming and camera departments who are like awesome, like who are immediately like, yes, let us like get you up to speed on everything and like right. help this, help make this like a very easy transition for you. And then I've had camera teams who like put zero effort and mm-hmm. almost put the opposite effort where they're like pissed that you're there. Right. And they're like, sorry guys, just want to make a movie. Like right. just just want to do my part, just want to make this work. Yeah. And how much of a difference, like, the crew that helps versus the crew that versus you know the crew that's like, eh, whatever. Like you're here for one day, we don't care. Mm-hmm. And just the difference, how how much harder you're willing to work for one crew versus the other, and how much better you feel at the end of the day right. with one versus the other. No, that's true because it is hard to keep kind of a positive attitude when you're getting zero support. Yeah. Or sometimes what feels like active sabotage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, we've all been there at one point or another, but yeah, when... Um, and and you know a lot of times these are the DP's people. Yeah, exactly. There, I've definitely like come into situations before where I was like, man, like I'm pretty sure I wasn't undercutting anyone. I'm pretty sure that like... I came into this fine, mm-hmm. but I'm being treated as if their buddy was on this and that I like came in super low or like took a rate that was super low from what like somebody else was negotiating because I'm getting like the super evil stink eye. And I've like had conversations with people being like, yo, like, what's up? What's up? Like, did I replace somebody? Like, did I accidentally step on toes that I didn't know about? And yeah. Every time they've just been like, no, but I'm like, then why? What? Right, 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 right. Sure, maybe this is the way. Maybe this is just like your normal, uh-huh. and I just need to adjust. Yeah, that could be. That could be. Um. Yeah, just like I make weird faces sometimes when I come around corners wrong. I guess maybe they have weird faces too. Yeah, yeah. But um, I guess maybe reading into it. It. I mean, one way or the other, you're going to do the job. So it's like, right. you know, you got to make the best of it. Yeah. That's why <clears throat> I've done a couple. I've worked with some people over the years that are so great. And on certain crews that, like, everybody gets along so well and has such a good time. Yeah. It's so hard to go into something else where it's, like, a lot of friction and a lot of politics and a lot of, you know, sneaky stuff going on. It's always kind of a bummer. It's like, you know, it should be better. We're just making movies and trying to have fun, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, Unfortunately, it's just not always that way. Yeah, sometimes people just, like, want to find reasons to be grumpy. That's true. 
That's life, I guess. It's not. I guess it's not that uh, specific to our business. But no, no. That's just that's just that's just the human population. Yeah. Well, I noticed something to change the subject a slight bit. I noticed something you did um, in doing a little research. I found your YouTube channel. Okay. And is that pretty updated or? I honestly have no idea. So probably not very updated. Oh. What do you mean you have no idea? You're you're looking at me like you don't know what I'm talking about. Um, I I haven't I have no idea what's currently like videos I've updated. I have no idea. I know I keep like a playlist going, and that's current. If that's what you're talking about, I have like a YouTube playlist full of like work of stuff that I've worked on and like that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. totally up to date. Yeah, I have yeah. uploaded some things as well, but like they're like silly things from like forever ago that I honestly have no idea. Oh, I didn't notice were. that stuff. I just noticed like the work you've done. Oh yeah yeah. Like commercials and videos yeah. and stuff like that. Um, no, I just think that's a really good idea. I mean, my my <laughs> my reel is on there from about uh, ten years ago, and I haven't updated it. Um, but it and part of the reason is. It's so hard to get stuff. It's so hard to get footage. It's so incredibly hard to to get footage. That's I, why I'm wondering, like, how do you manage to get the footage and allow them to let you put it on YouTube? So, of that YouTube playlist, everything that's in that playlist is already on YouTube, and I just gathered it all together. Okay. So that's I just made a custom playlist of of stuff that I've worked. Oh, on. Oh, so it's just a playlist so where it, like you didn't even upload anything. Correct. Yeah, I haven't uploaded any of that. It's stuff. essentially like making your own page and putting links to your work. Right. Exactly. Almost. Yeah. So oh. it, it's totally that. I do. I also have a recorder that I use. Uh huh. Um. So like I did, I did like it was like a three and a half four page oneer that I did on Monday, and I brought my recorder to it because I was like, I don't know if this will go. Like this is a short. Fi- yeah, it was a short film. I'm like, I have no idea if this is ever going to go anywhere. I have right. no idea if it's ever going to get online. I have no idea if I'm ever going to have a chance to see it again. So I just, I have like one of the little like tiny, like uh, at most like recorders. And mm-hmm. I was like, I'm just going to roll and I'll pick up whatever camera scene. And that way I have something in for, in terms of like a long clip to use of like, yes, I can do oneers. Not right, It's right, not right, right. just because the other thing that happens when, especially if you're looking at videos on YouTube that have like already been cut together is that they've especially music videos they've just been like cut to pieces oh yeah and so it's also just like eh, like if if somebody's coming and like I I would like to work on more oneers and that kind of mm-hmm. thing so I'd like to be able to like show people yes I can do these things and so if you know that's easier to do when you have clips of you doing it yeah you know? sure so I've been trying to like get more footage of that kind of stuff yeah, they, they always get hacked up. I've told this story before, but I did the opening of a movie for a director and a, a DP friend of mine. Yeah. And it's a wonder. And um, we, you know, we shot on film and all through this house, downstairs, the whole thing. Yeah. And I said to the director, um, shouldn't we do a little coverage just in case? And she's like, nope, I'm using it as a wonder. I'm shooting it as a wonder and I'm using it as a wonder. And I'm like, yes. Yeah. I'm like, this I'm is like exactly rad because awesome. it's a fun shot. Yeah. The actors are awesome. They were both very, there's only two, two girls and they're so great in it. And the shot's really cool. And, um, and it was a tough shot to do. Yeah. So it's like the payoff of, and then she called me before it premiered at, at the LA film festival and she goes, I want you to come to the premiere, but I have bad news. <laughs> she cut she cut the titles into it. She's like, oh. it was just a timing thing. And yeah. I'm like, 
it's fine. But, you know, I knew that would happen. I didn't yeah. know that would happen, but it happens so often. It's like, I think she learned a lesson there of just like, you may as well just shoot a little something. Right. Even if you just need one cut. Right. Or if you decide like the beginning of this take is better and the end of this take is better. Right. That way then you, you can, can put like them together. Them yeah, exactly. You know, and, and I get that it's super fun to do them and stuff, but. Yeah. The they way so the world is now, used. right? Yeah. Way, it's hard to use them. Yeah, it's hard. So, and they, you know, they have a distributor they have to um, make happy too. You right. know, and and investors that that gave them millions of dollars to make a movie, and right. you can't just be like, nope, this is it. You have to you have to compromise. So, yeah, I understand that. But with music videos, unless they're um, um, unless they're planned as a oneer, and even when they are, but it. Even when they when they aren't, you'll just do all that stuff, and then they just hack the hell out of it. Yeah, exactly. Where it's like, it's like cool. I'm like all I'm literally just like hosing it down. Yeah. But I've also done stuff where it's like, well, there there was a narrative bit in this. Like we followed her down the hall, or mm-hmm. like I pulled her down the hall, and then we did this, and it like went there, and you cut it to pieces. Cool. Right. Right. And, but it's like okay, like I it, but. I also just like know that that's what is going to happen when you mm-hmm. sign on for a music video. Sure. You're like, cool. So it's like, if I'm doing a music video, I know that my only chance of getting decent clips from it is if I bring a recorder. Because mm-hmm. otherwise, yeah, it's going to be cut to pieces, you know, in a final edit, which it's probably going to be a super cool music video. It just like is not good for a study camera. It's not reel. super helpful for your reel. Exactly. Right. And, and the thing is with music videos, I talked with Colin Mc, do you know Colin? Mm-hmm. Colin McDonald. I talked with him about it a bunch because he's done so many of them, and it's just like they still want you to do oneers. Yeah. You still do the whole five minute song or whatever it is. You yep. just oh go find something to shoot like for five minutes like, and and you'll just do that until you drop kind of thing. But it's, yeah. Anyway, it's it's. Music videos are so much like film school in a lot of ways. It's they're learning what to do, what not to do, how to get stuff. And then yeah. I think in a lot of ways in the editing room, it's the same. I think editors who are newer and cutting music videos want to be like, oh, I, I did eighty-seven cuts in that, you know, or whatever. Yeah, it, you know they, what I mean. They, like, they they like haven't learned moderation yet, or they're just sure. like so excited about like. About the fact that they're there and they're right. doing it, that they're like, oh yeah, so this is a music video, so we, we yeah, it has lots of cuts. Right. And it's like, no, like you can you can actually like cut to the beat of the music, right? Or you can like like cut at a pace that makes sense for the song. Right. You don't just have to like cut, 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 cut. Yeah, cut. yeah, yeah. I watched a couple of years. There was one with a young girl. I didn't know who it was, but um, she's she's like singing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know which one you're talking about. Um. There's so many cuts, and there's like jump cuts galore. Yeah. There's like this one scene where it's clearly Steadicam. She's like standing on something. Yeah. Yeah. Against a wall, kind of mm-hmm. thing. And it's like jump cutting. And it's not, it looked a little odd to me, to be honest. Um, <laughs> yeah. The work looked fine, but like the, yeah, just, it looked a little, the cutting looked a little amateurish. Yep, I, um, yeah. Sorry, I shouldn't, ba- shouldn't badmouth anybody. I'm not saying the video was bad, but that part, it took me out of it. I, I happened to notice it. Yeah. Um, I, nope, I, I understand. There's There's been a couple that I've watched back and been like, oh, like this. I know what we shot on the day and not even from like a steady cam perspective where I'm like, man, like 
you could have done so much more with this. Right. And instead, this is what you've chosen to do. And then I've, and there's some on that list that I've like watched and been like, oh, I know what we did on the day, but man, you made that look cool. Right. Where I'm like, awesome. Or like, and there's, um, there's one music video. There are a bunch of like remixes of it. And they've done, it's not only like remixes of the song, but it's, they took like the original video and they remixed the video. And it's super interesting. There's one of them where I'm like, yeah, I couldn't do anything with this in a reel, but like, it's, I, I really like the video. Like, I think it's super cool the way that you, when hmm. you went back and like remixed it, I think it looks better than the original music video does. Oh, really? Yeah. That's funny. That's, that's really interesting. Um, I've never experienced that. Remixes are a big thing though now, I guess. So Yeah, they are. Um, and now anybody can do anything and put it on YouTube, you know? So yeah. there's like well, and this something was from for like everything. the original artist. Like this is the original artist like redid, they redid their re- own. like redid their own. Um and just That's like, actually pretty smart because they're just using the same stuff they yeah, had and, and same so, song. So cheap. And, <laughs> right. And it's like new product. Yeah, exactly. Even though some of it's gonna be reused, but Yeah. Yeah, that's um that's pretty great. Um, it's funny. There's so much now. I wonder. I've talked to. I'm just thinking in the vein of YouTube. Like, have you shot anything that goes directly to YouTube besides music videos? Like, uh, not really. No, not that I know of. At okay. least. Um, yeah, me either. Really. But what I was just thinking is. Oh no, that's not true. I worked. I think that went direct to YouTube. I worked on an episode of, like, uh. Do you want your phone back or give me my phone back or something like that but that was like another one of those things was like i replaced somebody on it uh uh-huh. do you do you want your phone back yeah it was a, super a weird, weird title it, it was like a game show kind of thing it okay. was like there it was the whole like point was that she like the the host like takes your phone and is allowed to do anything on it and and for everything she do, does you get like a certain amount of money until you say i want my phone back oh got it um yeah, it was it is not a show I would watch. <laughs> okay. Um But the check cleared. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Um no, I just I haven't really done it myself, but I know friends, um DP friends that have done um Instagram stuff and they and they shoot everything with the camera. Yeah, I do the whole like m- mounting the camera on its side thing to get vertical video. I have not had to do that yet. But I'm just like... Well, I've done that for effect stuff. Right. Because um, you'll like... They do these grid things. Anyway, I've done that before. Yeah. Um, like, I get it for, like, plates or, like... Yeah, for, like, effect stuff or that kind of thing. Yeah. But to be, to, but to be like, no, we're narratively, like, shooting this as vertical video. Very specifically for Instagram. Yeah. And And um, I don't know. I have a feeling... Well, the budgets are probably pretty low, but not, like, crazy low. You know, right? These are good people doing this stuff, so it's yeah. you know. Um, but I'm wondering, I'm wondering if anybody's done that with Steadicam for Instagram. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I. It didn't even. It. It's never even occurred to me. It wouldn't yeah. be that hard to do. Um, you could get like a 90 degree bracket. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like I definitely know Steady Ops who have been who have done like the vertical video for like a snapchat uh like commercial or like that kind of thing you do know people have done yeah 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 i know steady ops who have done it for sure um and i don't know if they were like youtube things or instagram things but i know um of at least one occasion where somebody was doing it with snapchat 
Like yeah, they, I was they, they were say shooting probably something Instagram for Snapchat, and Snapchat yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, YouTube wouldn't do that. Probably not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but um, it's kind of interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Just in, like with the whole thing with like Instagram TV and the fact that like they have it all set up. They're like, yeah, like you shoot the video vertically because that's how you hold your phone. It's like, no, when I shoot video, I hold my phone horizontally. Right. Like, you know, like you want this. Yeah. Well, the format of Instagram, right? And I think I've never yeah. used Snapchat. It's the same thing, right? Um, no, like Snapchat, like always appears like vertical. It's always vertical, yeah. right? So like you could like you could turn it sideways and like send it to your friend. But it would but be it, vertical in but, the middle. Yeah, but right. but when it well, it would be their full. It's it it's like it would be like their full screen, but it'll show up like they would have to turn their phone. It won't like auto rotate or like anything like that. Okay, so gotcha. it's just like. Snapchat just like fills your screen regardless of how you hold it. So like you could hold the phone upside down and so and you could send the Snapchat to somebody and when that person gets the Snapchat, they'll just be like looking at it upside down. <laughs> right, gotcha. So it just like saves whatever orientation your phone is in. Right. But it, so if you shot horizontal video and sent it to them, it would be on its side. Yes. Until they until, until they, they turn physically their phone. rotated their phone. Yeah. Oh, got it. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's funny. That's it, weird. It's super weird. <clears throat> um, no, but it's like a whole kind of new, new world of that stuff. Um, it's kind of interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, so when you when you go in for work, are you mostly just going in to do Steadicam? Yeah. You're yeah. still you're still like mostly just yeah, yeah like just day playing I've been, Yeah, I've like I have done. Like I just recently did like a feature where I, I did a few days where I was like a cam study cam, um, and so I did standard operating stuff. I've been working um, a few days on a documentary that I've been no study cam on it, just regular operating. Oh. Um. So I've been doing that, but I like I've done in the Le Mans series was handheld. Like I've done other stuff that isn't just study cam, but. Right. But at this point, as far as like going in on stuff, it's most mostly of it steady is, cam for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. For sure, mostly steady. That's cam. how most of us start yeah i mean for me it was that's what gets you in the door at a lot of places and yeah it's one of those things like there are so many operators so if you if you like go into like a specialty of like steadicam then you have a you know quote better chance of like getting in the door there's a smaller pool of people who get who do steadicam than there's of people who are operators it's still a pretty big pool though yes it is It, it definitely is a big pool and it's i like i swear it gets bigger every day yeah well you know i've been I've been 18 years, so I've seen it grow and grow and grow and grow. Oh yeah, and um, which is which is in some ways great, and in other ways a little frustrating. I mean, the amount being hired is so much higher than it used to be, right? Um, which is great, but I don't know. It, it too much competition, too much supply can end up in. Uh, in a low price much demand. lower race yeah <laughs> right much lower rates which i think has i mean has clearly happened the rates are lower now than they were when i started yeah but, um which is crazy because inflation has not done that <laughs> yeah i mean that's somewhat to be expected because by the time i started it was pretty commonplace um and it had come down to there it gotcha. had been higher. Okay. You know, the first guy starting it, there's only a few, and then right. there's a dozen, and then there's 30, or how you know, however yeah. it works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think as it becomes more commonplace, the rates are just going to fall. And, um, and yeah, they've fallen quite a bit. Yeah. But, 
Um, the gear's so expensive, though, I noticed. Yeah, yeah, it is. The gear, <laughs> the gear does not really get any cheaper. It doesn't seem that way, no. Um, <laughs> it just gets smaller and, quote, smarter year after year, but not any cheaper. Right. Are you like a gearhead? Are you like a fiddler? Are you always buying stuff? uh, Not always buying stuff because that costs money. Um, Definitely (laughs) like kind of a fiddler, um, like kind of a techie. Like we talked about earlier, like I play video games. I like built my own PC. I can solder. I've built a bunch of my own cables. Um, And like I'm into mechanical things as well, like putting stuff together and building things and that kind of stuff. So like the only thing that I'm kind of like missing in terms of being able to like start to finish like make study cam parts if like like i needed like replacement stuff it's like i'm not good with like cad software mm. so like there are a lot of people out there now who are doing like a lot of 3d prints and like prototyping and that kind of thing and i don't currently have the ability to do like that kind of stuff but i've been like interested in learning it because like that's that's definitely something that like i would like i i'm definitely like a techie i'm into like lesson to the ones and zeros and let's and like that side of things but into like the mechanical side of thing of like how the rigs together and like why this screw being like this matters mm-hmm. why um like i um i borrowed a piece of equipment from somebody recently and texted them and was like why is this a piece of shit like what why is this thing on this broken and they were like oh like what are you talking about? It's like always been like that. I'm like, no, dude, like this is messed up because X X and Y are wrong. If you fix X and Y, this thing is going to work so much better. And they were just like, what? And so what, I... What was it? Um, it, uh, it was the... Uh, it was the lockdown lever for the dovetail. It like, it wasn't... A, it, it was locking down safely, totally fine. But when you wanted to take the dovetail off, it was like catching and the release wasn't moving appropriately. And it was, just, it was kind of a mess. It was made going from Steadicam to Sticks a pain, even though I have an SOS plate, because like you had to... You couldn't like get the plate off of the rig. Mm. It was weird. I gotcha. Um, but I was like... He was like, oh yeah, like this and this happened. So I tightened the screw and I was like, that's not the screw you should have tightened. Oh, uh, he just said, uh, yeah. And so, but like... So I took it in and I like I fixed it and I brought it back to him. I was like, here you go, dude. Like, it's all good now. Right. And he was like, wait, what, Really? I was like, yeah, like I just, I like I fixed it, like try it out, like it's better. And he was like, oh, sweet, like this is awesome. That's cool. I might need, I might have some things that need fixing. I'll, <laughs> I'll start loaning you stuff. <laughs> oh man, yeah. I I will say that I do kind of have that going for me. Of if I do borrow your stuff, I generally speak it, return it at least in the same, if not better, condition. Right, right, right. I've definitely there was at one per- point I I borrowed an arm from somebody and I like hit him up and I was like. Is it your arm bag has a huge hole in it? You know that, right? He was like, Yeah, yeah. Like, cool. You're fine if I just like sew it up tonight? And he was like, Yeah, that's not a big deal. Like, cool. I'll pull out the sewing machine and do it. And, like, sewed the arm bag up. And so when I brought it back, like, the arm no longer, arm bag no longer had a hole in it. I'm like, That's so is- funny. We should, we should talk. My arm's sitting over there. There's a giant <laughs> hole in that bag. <laughs> it's super easy. Sewing is super fixed. easy. Well, I don't have a sewing machine. That, that, that's a complication. <clears throat> it is indeed. <laughs> Might have to hire you out to do my sewing for me. <laughs> How's your drink? You need um, another one? It, it is empty. Okay, let's let's pause for a moment All and right. get another. Okay, we're back. 
We have fresh, fresh beers and ciders. Yes. Actually, do also you have a fresh cider? Well, no, I have a cup of water though. Where did, where did that cider go? I think you left it on the counter. Oh, can you? Will mm-hmm. you grab it? <laughs> yeah, I'll grab it. I did. I pulled it out and I left it sitting right on the counter. <laughs> when she ran to the restroom, <laughs> how terrible of me! <clears throat> it is good cider though. I'm not a cider drinker. It's good stuff. Here, here, I'll get the sound effect for you. Oh, you want? <laughs> There you go. <laughs> nice one. Um, so while we were getting fresh ciders and using the bathroom, we were talking a little about being, well, I can't talk about it, but you were talking a little about being a female in the business and how it was different. And um, something I've seen and I'm cool with, but I know a lot of people are a little funky. And especially as a Steadicam operator, you're like, there's a good chance you're the first one they've ever seen. Oh, yeah. I, like, on an every, like, I don't know, I'd say about a good, like, 75% of the sets I go on, they're like, I get the, you're the first female study cam op I've ever seen in person. Mm-hmm. You're the only one I've ever worked with. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing I get is, like, oh, yeah, like, you follow, like, you've heard of study Jess, right? Like, in the, but, like, those are the two things. Mm-hmm. Everybody's, like, they've either worked with her. Mm-hmm. Or I'm the or I'm the first female Steadicam op that right. they've worked with. You know, it's not just true for Steadicam too. Like Heather Brown was telling me, um, she gets that like, like she'll be on set and wardrobe girls would be like, "You're not wearing that wardrobe, are you?" Like they think she's I background oh or an actress. When, or... If okay, so if I get called on something and Steady isn't playing right away, a hundred percent of the time people assume I'm background, right? Or they assume I'm a PA, right? Like like all the time all the time and not just like hey like do you know where the bathroom is which is totally a question you could ask anybody on set because sure, you yeah, just like yeah. want to know where it is and you want to be speedy about getting totally there and getting fine. back right, 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 right. but I get like PA questions can you get me a radio <laughs> can you get me a radio um like just all sorts of stuff where I'm like this nope nope to like, be fair you do look very young yeah yep there is that it, but like it's <laughs> it's super frustrating of course it is and like i i'll be like pushing my cart with the rig on it onto set mm-hmm. right and somebody will be like oh cool the steady cam ops here and <laughs> completely bypass me 100 percent right. they think me. you're the utility they or think the I'm second the, yeah. or something right and right, i'm like right. yep i'm right here yeah yeah and they're just like oh wait what and i'm like yep right here and I all the time get like, oh man, like that's that, that's a lot for you to be carrying. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, though we all get that. Okay. And see, that's the other thing that people like, ask me all the time. Oh, is that heavy? I'm like, yes, it's heavy. When I was working the the Le Mans series, I literally put a piece of ye- bright yellow gaff tape on the back with like yellow writing that said, "Yes, it's heavy," because we would go walking through the crowds and people would just ask me. Right. constantly and I could be rolling I could have it on my shoulder walking from like one place to another uh-huh. and they would just like ask me and it got to the point where I was like no I'm just gonna keep walking and people would see it written on my back yes it's heavy and then they would just like laugh and be like hey, you get you must get asked that a lot and by that point like I'm you know I've uh-huh. walked away because yeah, yeah, we're yeah. we're on our way somewhere right normally from like you know You're base working. camp yeah to the pits or whatever but right you know it's just it's crazy it it is I do also think it's really interesting how much 
how isolating sometimes being a steady cam op is. Because mm-hmm. like if you're a regular operator, you can totally be on something where there's like an A and a B cam. Mm-hmm. Or you can be on something where like your first sometimes operates. And so you can like chat about like your experiences and like things like that. But as a steady cam op, like at least in my experience, I'm very, very rarely on a set with another steady cam op. And so it comes down to like going like going out for drinks with somebody or just like shooting the shit with somebody to be able to learn like oh hey yeah i get that asked all the time right yeah yeah yeah. like that kind of thing it's like it's it's sometimes it's like really isolating to be like do i do i get asked this because i'm a woman do i get asked this because i'm young do i get asked this because i'm small right or does everybody get asked this yeah, and like I think we, I think you'll catch a lot of the same questions we will, and then you'll get some other bullshit too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, and and hopefully you can find find that place where they don't care, right? Um, or it's an advantage to you, you know? Yeah, which um, which it hopefully could be in some way. I'm not really. I think it could be. Um, I think people want to want to have more even sets, more diversified sets as far as yeah. men and women. And, and, and I've <clears throat> I've definitely been like seeing that happen more in like the last like year ish, mm-hmm. the last like, you know, nine, 12 months. I've been seeing that happen more of more people like actually like pushing for for diversity. But it's also really hard sometimes because like sometimes you get that call from the producer and I've talked to other women about this, um, and I know that it happens to other people where, like, you get that phone call, and it's for, like, a lowball rate, and the reason they're calling you is because you're a woman, and because they are assuming that you'll do a lowball rate because you're hurting for work, or but or the producers are specifically, they're specifically saying things like, yeah, we're trying to do this like all women crew and like the move, the money's really low and we're trying to do this and we're trying to do that. And we just like, we really want to have like a strong women push on it. So like, we'd love to have like a female camera op and a female steady cam op and like our AC. I mean, is th- a woman. there are people doing that. And it's like, it's hardcore happening. And then like, and when I say like low balling, like I'm getting, I've had like phone calls asking me to like come and do steady cam for 12 hours for 200 bucks. Right. And I'm like, what like if you're a woman trying to empower more women Mm -hmm. this is this is a weird way to be doing it (laughs) right i mean i can't really comment because i don't know because i'm not a woman and i don't know (laughs) um that is very low um but I mean, it's everything circumstantial, I guess. Right? I'm not yeah. No, and it's totally yeah, but, and it's it, it's totally circumstantial. But I know there is this whole thing where certain projects have been like all women. Yeah. Heather, again, Heather Brown and I talked about this a little, and she's like, I don't think that's really great either. Yeah, it it is. <laughs> it is like it is a little. It becomes more to me homogenized. It's like, yeah, and like, what I really want on set is lots of different voices. Mm-hmm. Like that's what I want on set. I like. Hello, sirens. Yeah. Um, Don't like, worry about that. Uh, it's just like a triple murder or something. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was talking to some college buddies about it the other day and of being like, we were like joking and talking between us. And we we're like, I wonder which of like our group of shared friends has like the most 
diverse work environment who has the most people from like different walks of life different backgrounds different who grew up with different income levels like mm-hmm. who has the most diverse like overall overall right and it came down to like the more we thought about it, we were like well i guess it's technically me which is weird because i really? feel like because most of them work most like of the corporate jobs, different. Yeah, right. Right. Because most of them, the person I was talking to in particular is not in production. Most of the friend group that we were talking about is not in production, and of just being like, man, like, if of a friend group that like I went to college with, if I know the most diverse group of people, I mean, you did. That's go to- sad. Yeah, but you did go to college in Kentucky. That's true. I did. I did go to college in Kentucky. But I have friends who like live in New York I and know. like live other people, other places. But it's just like they, they just they you know they went from what they knew in Kentucky and they like flipped it the other direction and sure. wherever they are now. And so it's still homogenous, right? It's just a different homogenous. And right. I feel like that's almost what is happening on some sets. Is it's going from all men. It's going from a homoge- from something homogenous. To something that is right, also homogenous, right. which like I'm it's, like, no, it's an, like it's I think it's an overreaction. I mean, I support I support women in yeah. the business. I've talked about this before. I don't need a blah blah blah. But but and I support people that are like, we want to hire women. Cool. Yeah. But then when you're like, we want to hire all women, it turns into this like, well, now you're shutting other people out. So like, the only qualification is to be a woman now. Because that's not fair. Right. You know? So, <clears throat> anyway, I just, I see it the same way you do. It's like trading yeah. one, one like I just, I, I, yeah. thing for another. Like, in a perfect world, yeah. Like, there there should just be a, like, your your workplace, sure. Like, your, your home base, your friend group, that can be whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, that can be homogenous. That can be, um, you know somewhere that you feel safe and supported you know but like your workplace and you should be as a human like seeking to like expand your horizons you should be, be like knowing new people from that's probably true in all of life though, right no? exactly not and just at work right and right. so it's just like you know you that's how we be better humans so like why would you not want to incorporate that into your workplace like i would love and this is mostly true to just like where I am in my career and like the sets that I show up on, but I'm like, I'm tired of showing up on sets with a bunch of rich white boys. Mm-hmm. It gets old. Right. They all have one perspective. Right. And it's really. I don't know if that's true. I don't know if that's true, but for some things they do. Right. Maybe. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I, I, I get. I'm obviously I get your general, point. generalizing. No, 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 no. I like, know. I, I mean, you know, it's funny because generalizations are kind of true but they're kind of screwed up to right deal in so but i get your your point is taken but um no i i understand and and also nobody wants to always be the outsider right exactly and it's like and i get it from the state of like if you're spending all this money to make this thing not only do you want the best people but like you don't want to take risks on meeting someone new who could be a best person right right no, I see. I see both sides of that, and 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 um. And understand all positions because people don't want to be. Uh, people don't want to be working with new people all the time. Right. Retraining new people. Yeah. And they you get into a groove with people, and then right. it's like annoying to like wear that groove into somebody else. Right. You know, and it's and 
I think the thing that's like that's the most frustrating for me with coming from where I am career-wise is just the fact that like when people are super unwilling to take chances on someone new when they have lots of money or when they have almost no money. Mm-hmm. And it's frustrating because it's like, how do you break in? Mm-hmm. How do you break in if on this low ball job where they have no right to be picky? Picky. Yeah. It's always been true, though. Yeah. And, and I'm not saying that that it hasn't. And, yeah. and I'm not saying that this is something that's never like, made sense, but it's always been true. Right. And it's like, and I'm not saying that it's unique to me at all. Like, Some of the lowest budget jobs I ever did, they wanted more resume, more this, more that, more references right. than anybody else, you know? Yeah. And it's like, I get it from their perspective because they're like, oh, like we don't have really any money. So, like, every second counts mm-hmm. because we're stretching everything so far. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we want the absolute best people, but it's like, you can't afford the you can't afford best the people. best people, and and maybe more accurately, you just you can't afford the experience. people that you know okay. who are the right. best people, right? Like, but you can't may- afford experience, right? You and, have to you have to hire somebody that's still new in the business, and, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, if yeah. you want to pay that, I mean, you're yeah. going to get that category. That's just the way, right? And and it's like it's frustrating too because it's not sometimes it's not even like that. I don't know. I've I've been up for jobs that I have not gotten that other people have gotten with s- less experience. Mm. And like personally, like that's a hard blow to take of being like this is a low ball job. You had no right like asking for the experience level that you were asking for. Mm-hmm. I have more experience than I have this closer person. than they do. I have and closer. You still hired them, I, right? Yeah, and and but you thought that they were the safer bet than you thought I was. And mm-hmm. I don't know why. I right. don't know why you thought they were a safer bet. But, like, obviously that's what you did because that's who you, that Obviously you thought that they were the better, the safer bet right. because you hired them and you didn't hire me. And, like, I don't know why. I don't know how to fix that. Mm. But, like, eventually you run into that enough times and you're just like, uh, Sure. Yeah. And, yeah. I, I get it. I mean, at least to some degree I do. Um you know, it's always it's always a thing, you know. Um, this year's been one of my slowest years ever. And um, I'm not... I, I, I know some reasons why. And, you know, yeah. I was talking about knowing DPs. I, I should be one better One of them's out of the country. And, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and that stuff happens. But, like, but, you know, it, it's always this... There's a bit of a circle with the way stuff goes, like... Why don't I get a call? Like, you know, and and in a lot of ways, it's the same on year one or two or three as it is on year 18 or, yeah, or, or 30 or 40. Yeah. And I feel like, I feel like a lot of it is just like learning to let it roll off your back, like learning to let it be something that like you don't focus on, something that, like, that you, that you don't let haunt you or something. No, that's, and, and like that's, that's like super important. It's super important to like, be resilient in that way and of to not take it personally and to and, and to just like be like okay cool like you decided to go with somebody else that's fine it's you're so far ahead of where uh, ahead of where i was at, <laughs> at, at, at that point in my career no it's it's true i mean my good friend um she used to always tell me like just stop t- it's not personal stop taking it yeah. personally and and I did, and and I still struggle with this because not that I take everything personally, but I struggle with the idea that like 
like everybody wants you to have such a thin uh, a thick skin but like artists don't yeah because you feel everything right and so and And, and and that's part of why you can create the art right and there's a and there's there's a it's a hybrid position it's half technical half artistic i mean not on every job sometimes it's very little artistic sometimes it's more whatever right but but it's yes it's a technical job that has artistic stuff and depending on who we're working with we can have a lot of input into what we do right for sure and and so you have to find that balance between being like thin-skinned and being you know open to being creative and yeah it's like it's also hard to it's a weird blend yeah it's a super and in a lot of ways we're on an island yeah so yeah um and it's also weird to like have to find the balance between like having a thick skin and being like should i change something is there something about me is there is there a red flag that somebody else has seen is there something that i can work on so that this doesn't happen as much and that is more the the pitfall that i personally fall into of like hmm is this not happening for a reason that i can control right can, is there is there something I can be doing right. so that do I need to be more self aware about something? Right, exactly. Right. I've 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 been there twenty times in my career at different points. Maybe I don't know a, a bunch. Yeah, where you go through stretches where it's really slow, and you're like, why, why? And you start to look at yourself, and you don't know. Yeah, you know, and and um, that could be the case, but like, there's also a certain a certain matter of you know, in general general we are who we are right yeah we're not going to get along with everyone right exactly and like that's fine right well that's the thing like i'd have that and then you know uh a week later i would get a call from somebody i loved working with and they're like hey i finally got this movie or whatever it is let's right. do it and then you're like oh so it wasn't me you know what yeah. i mean and then yeah, yeah, yeah. it's and like the op- like, it's all like, washes cool, away cool. Awesome. until like, you go a little while without work and then you start you know self-doubt and yeah exactly right and that, i think that happens to everybody um it doesn't matter how much you say like it's probably going to be okay somebody you know you'll get a call eventually yeah doesn't really matter as much how just because that stuff is in your head but right exactly it's in a, in a lot of ways i almost envy you because you day play all the time um, like most of your work is yeah, day playing definitely. stuff. Definitely, most of my work is day playing. <clears throat> right, and I don't day play as much as I used to, and so I'm almost envious. Like I've been out of the loop of day playing a little bit, and now I'm like, I want to day play more. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> it's not, it's not all that great. Yeah, but you get my point. Like yeah. as yeah. opposed to waiting, you know, x amount of time for another job to come along. Right. Um, at least you're like on some things and yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's a constant struggle yeah it uh, definitely is of being like all right my like i joke with my wife i'm like she's like do you we well were, yeah you're married so yeah. you have support at home at least and but like we were we were joking the other day she was like do you even like study camp i was like yes i fucking <laughs> love study camp i just haven't been doing it for right. a, a little bit and right. so i'm like just like angsty about it and like frustrated because like that's what i love doing that's what i like doing and like to sometimes like there's only so much garage practice i can do Mm -hmm. you know before i'm just like bored out of my mind i like hit somebody up the other day and was like hey you're a stunt coordinator you know fighters 
where can I, where, where should I bring like a little camcorder, my weight plate and my rig, and we'll just like shoot some stuff for two hours. Mm. And she was like, oh yeah, cool. We'll set that up. And so we went and we met somewhere. And I was like, this beats doing line dances and chasing tape marks and right. working on the hori- on my horizons in my garage. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not working today anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I... That's I, good. I want to be, like, inner... Like, one of the things that you can lose steady cam wise I feel like, super fast is your ability to read somebody and to react with the rig as, without having to think about it. Mm-hmm. To just, like, automatically see that muscle tense and go, oh, cool, this is what's happening next. Like, this is what the rig needs to be doing. Mm-hmm. And if you aren't able to if you aren't on something consistently or on something long term like that's a skill that's really easy to get rusty Mm -hmm. that is one of the harder skills to like train yourself back into Hmm. and never thought about that before it's it's just it's it's something that like i've noticed at least for me yeah and like and it's it's a lot easier to do if you can so i i try to get together like there, there are some like Facebook, Facebook chats and like groups and stuff of, of operators and like I guess like my generation or like younger operators who like get together and do practice sessions together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that way you you're at least like you're getting to like actually you don't like, invite us old guys. <laughs> we're all jealous. Nope, none of you come out <laughs> if we're not paying you. And um, but like we go through. Well, well, wait, hang on one second. Let me let me just say because I'm interested in what you're saying, but. Um, I think it was Dan Neese years ago who said to me, you know, we only get X amount of days in the rig and we don't know how many it's going to be. So every day you do, you should get something out of. Yeah. And and e- whether it's money, experience, if you're, you know, if you need it. Yeah. Uh, if it's a favor, so it's a connection or something, you know, there are reasons to do stuff that aren't money. But in the long run, like, this is our job. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so there's a reason old guys won't come out because right, they exactly. because they were you yeah. 10 years ago or right, 15 exactly. whenever it was and, and they've like, done that practice stuff <laughs> we, yeah and it's like okay my practice setup is a what like a eight and a half pound weight plate and a, like a hytron 140 mm-hmm. and a tiny tiny little camcorder that's what sits on top of my rig and on my bottom of my rig is one battery right. so it's like a crazy light setup uh-huh to be practicing that's with. good to practice with exactly which is why it works so well because it's like cool like i'm just reinforcing like all of the things that i know when i show up on set well, light i rigs, want to rock yeah but light rigs take a finer touch which is what so i the school i went to had a zephyr sorry had a flyer mm-hmm. and then my first rig i um i had a zephyr i had a zephyr before i got an ultra two. okay so i like hardcore grew up on like light stuff on light stuff right and learning that fine touch and Mm -hmm. which i feel like enables me to have now at this point like a slower drop time because i'm already used to like having that really fine touch and not over controlling the gimbal yeah um well that all depends on that will come to you over time like you'll realize what works best for you right exactly if it's a slow drop time or a a fast drop time Right, which right, and so I'm just saying I like I like a slower drop time. Yeah, okay, yeah, um, yeah, and that may have something to do with it. Right, exactly, yeah. and I think it does. I think the fact that I grew up on because the more I have talked to other operators and that kind of thing, I've kind of found that as like a trend of like the people who came from something 
who who ended up at Steadicam with like smaller rigs to big rigs. Uh-huh. Generally speaking, like a slower drop time versus people who like. Oh, that's interesting. For instance, if you talk about like Colin, mm-hmm. who like came from being like a grip, dude's drop time is crazy fast compared to mine. Right. And like, but that's what he likes, and that's what he's good at, and that's what he's trained, and like that's totally cool. Right, right, right. And, right. But like, yeah, I've definitely noticed the trend of like what people have gotten used to what they came from before they came to study cam or how they got into a big rig. I think part of it depends on what kind of work you're always doing. That makes sense too. In general, um, in, you know, in, in like one hour TV, all the walk and talks you do, um, in, in the vast majority of one hour shows, <clears throat> a, a, a quicker drop time is better. That makes sense. For, well, for a lot of people, right. certainly for me, um, just because you're, you know, down a hallway, turn left, down a hallway, turn yeah. right, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, you know, the rig stays where you want it to stay. You don't right. have to. But, but you know, for different kind of work, you, but, um, but that's like my general happy place. I don't know how it compares to yours or, or Collins, but, um, probably somewhere in the middle. But, um, yeah. but yeah, that's, uh, sorry, I feel like I got you off track on, I don't remember where I was going yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> oh, well, what I was going to say is, you know, you, you, in certain ways you're lucky, in certain ways you're unlucky because you've never had to fly heavy cameras. And, okay, yes, I know Alexis can be heavy and, and, um, I've, I've, th- I've flown 35 once. Okay. Which camera? Uh, Panavision. Lightweight? No, it was something bulky. It was something that the ACs were unhappy they were having to put on my rig. Hmm. Um, so it wasn't an XL2. Platinum? I have a picture of it somewhere. G2? Um, well, regardless regardless yeah. of that, yeah. Um, G2s were notoriously heavy. Okay. They were, when I was starting, um, they were of oft, often used camera for operating, but for Steadicam, nobody liked them because they were so heavy. Yeah. And BL, d- BL4s, but I think the G2s were heavier. I don't think it was a G2. But um, but the difference, the thing about them is they flew so well. Yeah, I mean the film moves, and you have like a slow gyro in there, ish. Eh, the, there's very little effect by the film spinning, but um, there is the shift. Yeah. The longer your takes go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but I did just that with sixteen millimeter. Yeah. Like this time last year, I was like, oh, this is fun. I started out like. Would you have right. like an SR or something? Uh. No, it was, uh, no, I don't remember. I'm, I'm absolutely terrible with like Alexa, Amira, like Mm -hmm. red, like totally good with those names. Once you start getting into like most of the film stuff, I've, I never learned it properly. And so I forget all the time. Did did that 16 millimeter camera seem old as hell? Nah. Seemed new. Yeah. Probably a 416. Yes. That's what it was. It was a 416. (laughs) All right, um, yeah. Well, you know, sorry in the, guys, in the, I'm showing my age. Yeah, right. In the in the day, we had to fly all these different kinds of things, and each each camera had their own little funkiness, and they still do a little bit. It's gotten a lot better because all the assistants and so many other people make accessories that make these things. There's so they many fix, accessories nowadays, right? And they fix the little issues really fast, and and still allow you to do what you want to do, right? Um, you know, there was, I can't remember, but I don't think there was, 
really any get around with an SR, like an SR3 or SR2, when you were in low mode, you basically either attached to the top handle. Right, yeah. Which was that super flimsy handle with the button on it that you had to move that would slide like 45 degrees to the right so that you could get the mag on and off. That sounds terrible. Well, when you're attached to it, it's super sketchy. Yeah. <clears throat> and Or you use the cage, which is the worst thing ever. Right. It's like wobble vision. So, you know, there it was always something, you know? And now, right. Alexa, Amir, number one, we can fly them upside down. I mean... Yep. I could never... I've flown a film camera upside down like once, but so much of the time before DIs became a giant thing... You can't just flip film. Right. It has to be, it's optically printed and then it goes up. So it would be upside down on the screen. Right, yeah. Which you can't have, obviously. No. So. That would make audiences very unhappy. Right, so you have to do, you know, nowadays I don't know how many people do like super proper low mode. I do sometimes depending, but like it's so much easier just to flip the rig over. Yeah, just flip the, flip the rig over, flip over the monitor at Village or, you know, image flip the monitor at Village and then you're set. Right, right. And so th- there are, not only is the gear better, like our rigs, but the cameras are better. Um, the accessories are more accommodating to the stuff we need. Right. All the assistants know how to fix all those little issues, you know. Yeah. Um, they've built rigs before for operators. So it's become more and more, well, it's so much more mainstream than it was. and just continues to become that way so it's 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 you know modern technology is nice all that stuff gets cheaper it's so much cheaper to make little you know little metal pieces that fill this little thing and you know what i mean yeah yeah yeah. or whatever yeah i showed up for um for my monday gig and the ac had gotten from panavision like the steady plate for my rig for the camera and I like showed up and I was like, "Oh, awesome! Thanks." Which camera was it? I, it was it was an Alexa, but oh. like they they had the one that like goes into the dovetail that touches on the front and the back and like just drops directly into, on the top stage. And I was like, right. "Great! Like I don't have to pull mine out of my drawer now. Right. I can just go directly into this. Like awesome!" And I didn't ask the AC for that. Right. He was just like, "Oh, cool! We're flying Steadicam. Right. Awesome! I'll just make sure I have this plate for you." Right. It's so used to be a thing like you'd get the gig and then either from the prep or the day before the prep, the assistant would call you and say, so what do you need? We're, you know, it's a 435. What do you like to have? Yeah. Right. And then you tell them all the stuff and you have to remind them like, get the steady mags for it. Um, get the, whether it's a hundred percent video tab, like, right. you know, yeah. all, all different stuff. Like get this, make sure to get a clip on. Don't yeah. forget. The, now everybody uses clip ons all the time. I, now, granted, for Monday, they did not have a clip-on. I pulled, I have one. I have a clip-on hmm. that I got that, like, Burns made that I got while I worked there. So I got it at a super discount. And I just, like, keep it in my case. Because, yeah, I, like, showed up and they had a clip-on that was, like, almost like a uh, 6x6 filters. Like, made for 6x6 filters. And I was like, I don't want to fly that. Right. Here's my clip-on. Right. And, like, so... And, but like, yeah, that's something you like deal with at prep normally. Yeah. Well, sometimes you show up in the DP, the assistant's like, well, the DP owns all the filters and they're all six by six. Right. Yeah. And I did, I asked, he was like, no, 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 we've been flying like one filter and it's a four by five. I right. was like, great. You guys yeah. haven't been running a circular polarizer? Nope. No problem. Awesome. Great. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, it's just so nice that things work out that way now. And like, 
you know, it's less like jerry-rigging stuff constantly. Yeah. used to be like an adventure every time, <laughs> you know? And, and like, I remember when I first got dog bones, I was like, oh, thank God. Yeah. You know, that was like a big deal. Yeah. Um, now there's just so much stuff all the time. You know, everybody has stuff. It's great. But, um, but no, there were just little picadillas with every single camera. And yeah. in some ways it's, again, more homogenous. Like the cameras are all made kind of the same now. But, right. But, um, but it's just less of a pain in the ass and less of like, oh God, because of the way this camera's built, that cable won't reach and blah, blah, blah. It's like always something. Yeah, the, you know? yeah, yeah. It's like, I my favorite is like when I go to put a camera on my sled, I'm like, cool, like I'm not gonna fly an onboard battery. And the, and the AC freaks out. They're like, we're powering everything off of like the P-tap on the battery. I'm mm. like, cool, There's a, I, I have a cable for that. How many P-taps do you need? Like we, we we need two. I'm like cool. I have a four splitter that comes out the top of my sled. That's off sled power. Like you're fine. Right. And they're like, oh, right, right, uh, right. Oh, okay. So so we're good. It's like yeah. Yeah. Like there's no we're we're flying like a Panavised red with a 19 to 90 on it. Like the the Panavision 19 to 90, not mm-hmm. like the nice lightweight one. And I've used like, that lens. I love that lens. It's super great. I. It's like most of what I shoot with on Steadicam it feels like and occasionally it's like an Amira and we want to power it with a like battery on the back and that lens and I'm like can we can we just pull the battery off and I'll power the Amira off my sled and everything will be good and sometimes they're like yeah totally cool fine sometimes like no 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 we we really want to run a battery on the back I'm like okay I did I'm trying to remember a certain run with a DP I did a movie and then two pilots there was a pilot in between the other two pilots that we shot a little differently but I did a movie and then two pilots with him with an Alexa and that lens and I always flew a battery Cinetape yeah yep it just flies great it's true it does it really really does fly great it's heavy one of the pilot the last pilot we did oh no sorry the first pilot we did was a lot of Steadicam, like big long oneers too. Yeah, but I just I like to keep away from having to. I put... also weigh like a hundred pounds more than you. <laughs> no, no kidding. So yeah, it is different. And and I just I kind of prefer to not have to fly a third battery on the bottom. Like if I can help it, I'd like to keep that third battery from being on the bottom mm. and to not have to like. I, I prefer like a shorter post. Same. So for me, it's flying that battery on top is less about the overall weight and the fact that like if I fly a battery on top, I have to fly a battery on bottom. So it's 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 a fact that it, it doubles. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's now two batteries instead of one. And it's two batteries and also a third battery bracket on the bottom. Right. And like that kind of thing. So it's one of those things where it's not, it's not about the overall weight for that one battery. No, I get it. it. Yeah, it's it's more about like where it compounds and, and no, that, that makes that makes a lot of sense. And like, I'm, I'm just I'm a bigger dude, so it, right. it, it, it I can obviously handle more weight than you can, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. Like, it's just different. But yeah, and uh, I've I <laughs> I fly a 160. Okay. And 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 two 90s. <laughs> I because I, I like the shortest post I can get too. Right. Yeah. So, but. I, I like inertia too. I also still use green screens, so. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I have like an eight inch monitor. I, I went with like the trans video, like the giant eight inch one. Cause I was like, oh, is I there couldn't. a jib on that? A jib sail or is it just the main sail? Uh, no, it's just the, yeah. 
Yeah. But the... Uh, I mean, I imagine it catches... I don't know. Does it... Would it catch more than a green screen? Probably not. Probably not. No, because the... I mean, the eight inch is thin. Like, the green screen's like long. You have more surface area. Yeah, yeah. In one sure. direction. Yeah. So it probably does catch more. I mean, it would it would only catch... The, the eight inch would From only... From two directions. Right. Right. Yeah. I get you. So yeah. it, you... You would catch direction like left to right. Mine's and I, just better. I would, that's... And, I would... <laughs> <laughs> and that was the which finger was that? That was the middle finger. Rude. <laughs> it's, it's, it's how you know I'm having a good time. Um, yeah, uh, no, I, you know everybody's everybody's different, and yeah. you know, I I see it all the time. Like I saw a build on the forum the other day. People will post them, which okay. Yeah, it seems odd to me, but that's cool. I I don't I still look. Yeah. Um. But they had they literally had that Primo nineteen to ninety, mm-hmm. and uh, a mini running no battery, and then like one of those long plates. So was they've it got on a, like an arch. Was it on a smaller rig? No, it was on a regular. I don't like even a, it was know. On like a big a, rig, like a pro or something. Okay. You know? But but the. <laughs> But the plates like slid way back, so like, but I always hate that because you have all this, you have like the whole camera hanging over. It's just a, I don't know, the plate's probably great or whatever, but I, I always like to keep everything like, anyway. It's I, nice to keep the film plane as close to like your your post yes. as you can. That's what I'm trying to get at. Yeah. Or, or to be able to, to be able to actually like pivot from the post instead of pivoting from two inches in front of or two inches behind yes. the post. It's, Thank it, you it's for nice saying to what be able to do it to over the post. Yes, yeah. It's just odd. It's just odd to me. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's not even that heavy. Like, yeah, a, a mini in the nineteen to ninety is a light setup anyway. I mean, not super light, but it's yeah, not. But like it's a light. Heavy. Yeah, like I. Given that scenario, I fly a battery on the back. Yeah. Well, I always so me too. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I've but I've, everybody. But the point is, everybody's different. Like right, for me, for that sure. looked like a dumb build or bad. I shouldn't say dumb. It just looked like a build I would never do. Right. Yeah. And for them, it was like genius, you know, which yeah. is good for them. That's right. cool. And if the if the if it works, it works. It's yeah, great. for sure. Yeah. Um, the results are what matter. It could look like the ugliest thing ever, you know. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah. Speaking of like size difference, it cracks me up. Like when I start working with like a key grip, uh, or like a you know like the dolly grip on something, and and they go to like guide me around something. I've I've legitimately like on a rehearsal like stopped the the dolly grip and been like, whoa, dude, I weigh like nothing compared to you. Like it, me in the rig, mm-hmm. I have. About weigh what you weigh. You can't yank me around. If you yank me around, oh, they're trying to yank you around. You're throwing oh. off my. I, I can't resist you. Mm-hmm. If you can pull me faster than I want to go, and you will never realize that you've pulled me faster than I want to go. Right, right, right. Because because I can't fight it. Because I can't fight it. Right, right. I'm right. wearing. When you look, are, I've gotten mad at guys before for for like they're like constantly touching you. But it's like a super light. I hate that. Can't stand it. Um, you have you have a big handle on the back of your because yeah. you use a Clawson, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they're gonna grab onto that and yank you around. Yeah. Which which would drive me insane. Yeah. I tell them I don't like people touching me while I'm operating. Mm-hmm. 
Um, obviously, there are moments where you're going to run into something and they need to. Right. Which yeah. is totally fine. Yeah. But I always tell them, like, use my hip. Don't push me in the ribs or the shoulder. Yeah. I'm not going to do anything because my brain, my brain processes it differently. I'm like, mm-hmm. if I need to move, push me on the hip and I'll move. Gotcha. Like, See, use a little force. Yeah. It, Don't grab and yank anything, yeah, yeah, but yeah. push to left to right or right to left or whatever yeah. it might be. I've <clears throat> and straighten my course out. Right. Um, so grabbing and yanking is bad for anybody. I think. Right. I'm sure there's somebody out there who would love to have that because everybody's different. But right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand why you don't like it. And yeah. Yeah. From now, on, I mean, have you tried the hip thing where they just I, use your hip? That doesn't work for me either because in the Clausen with the foam there, if you're pushing on my hip, to me, what it feels like, unless you're pushing super hard, what it feels like is I'm holding the rig in the wrong place. It feels like I'm just not in perfect oh. balance from it. Gotcha. You, for me, you have to like you have to touch me in a place where my vest. So is like not. just above the belt of your yeah. vest or something. Or like yeah, like right. You know, sides is really kind of what it is. And and unless it's some if and that's if you need to correct me and my course. Mm-hmm. If you need to correct like hey you're gonna run into this thing like fly a hand by the monitor on that side and I'll know oh cool there's something over there and I'll and I'll. I'll sneak in the rig. Mm-hmm. I'll do something to like not hit it. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Um, because you're just I sometimes they can talk to you a little too. Right, exactly. And sometimes like all you really need is like, hey, like don't forget like this thing's coming up on like this side. Mm-hmm. Or like because I've had it happen too where like Oh, the guys as you, you know, on your next step right before you take it, they say step. Right, step, yeah. Or whatever. Or, or like the the actor missed their mark by a foot and a half. Mm-hmm. So you're in, so you're watching them, and you realize that they missed their mark, but you want to keep the shot alive, and so you're moving to a place, and the grip's like coming in and being sure. like, "Here's the edge of your wall. You weren't close to touching it before, but like now you are." And they're right. they're coming in by the monitor yeah, in, yeah, yeah. in in like that perfect yeah, vision, where it's that's super great. easy to sure. see. I'm like, yes, that's awesome. Sure, sure. But I yeah. I had a producer or a director. I'm goofy footed. And he had a hold of my... I knew there was something wrong with you. <laughs> I'm perfect. <laughs> uh, he he had a hold of my right elbow. And so I'm sitting here trying to do that, and someone's holding my right elbow. And I'm just like... Kind of like I, at one point, I just like let go of the gimbal, and I'm just like... Sh- and the dude would not let go. And so I pulled my elbow up and just like threw it. Because at this point, like, I don't know who it is. All I know is that like we're... We're doing a take right now. And he's and, wrecking the shot. And, and someone is wrecking the shot. I literally cannot tilt. Yeah. All I have right now is boom and pan. Right, 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 right. Um, and like, I didn't hit him or anything. Oh, but I, I smacked a grip's hand away once because he kept like tapping, tapping, tapping. But it wasn't for any reason. Right. Uh, so annoying. He's yeah, like yeah, tapping yeah. on my hip the whole time. And I just went and smacked his hand away. Yeah. And I'm sure he turned around and went, oh, fuck that asshole. Well, uh, the director or you know, producer or whichever one get it, but. was like came up to me afterwards. And they were like, oh, I, I shouldn't hold your elbow. I was like, nah, dude. dude. You hold my elbow. I literally have zero control of the shot. It's right. like, there's literally a guy behind me guiding me. Like, did you notice him? He was like, oh, yeah. Like, I did see the guy. I was like, cool. He's the person who's going to tell me if I'm going to hit something or not. I don't need you to do it. It's it, you're like, back I, I, away. I, I want you to watch monitor. Go to the monitor. Yeah. <laughs> Go was, away. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I was just like, oh, no, not cool. That's, uh, that's a weird one. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. Well, I've, I've also had 
not in a really long time, but I have had directors grab the rig before, like, you know, grab the gimbal. I, when historically, when that happens to me, I push it out a little bit in my, from my body so that when they spin the rig, it won't hit me in the head. <laughs> and I just let it, and I just take my gimbal hand off. Right, and let them see how hard it is. And, yeah, it, right? and, and just let it fly like crazy. I don't. Charles Bappard used to tell me, when he goes, when a director does that to me, I let them do it, and then I just very lightly put my hand over them and give you know stroke them lightly with my fingers. He <laughs> Someone goes, that, would think I was coming on to them. Well, it would not end well for me. Fair enough, and and it and you know it could happen to Charles too, yeah. in plenty of cases. But I think it's obviously a joke. Right. Yeah. Um, that's one you got to clarify for sure. Yeah. But uh, he said it would it would clear up the issue pretty fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've <laughs> yeah, I've definitely and I've had that and I've I've done the whole thing where like the second the director touches, t- like touches the rig, I just put it up on my shoulder, mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, I I, I want to see the shot. Cool. Well, you obviously have like a There's note a monitor for, right there. Well, there, yeah. you obviously have a note for exactly where you want it. So why don't you tell me what it is? Right. And you can tell me what the shot is, and then. I'll frame it up for you. Right. Not let me, not let you grab it because you right. can't speak. Yep. Learn to communicate. Yep. I'm right. like, you're, you're a director. You're, you're, your job is kind of communication. It's right. the communication of your vision. Like, let's, let's. And you're so lucky you don't have to touch any gear. Yeah. I'm like, let, let, let's do Go that. Go sit in that fucking chair. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, it, on that note, I think we should get out of here. All right. Um, but it's been uh, it's been really interesting, you know. I'm glad. I like I said, I wanted to have somebody at your stage in your career, kind of on the way up. And you know, if I'm still alive and doing this in ten years, we'll have to talk then and see how things went. <laughs> all right, all right. I'll take you up on that. Uh, yeah. Anyway, um, thank you very much, and thanks for bringing that cider. That was yeah. a nice surprise. It was no good. problem. All right. Uh, hopefully, we'll work together soon. Yeah. Thanks again to Timber for coming on the show, and thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. I'll be back next week with another new episode.